I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. E equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host today, Ryan Treasure. And you know, sometimes you got to take a step back from talking about business and technology and, you know, talk about that work-life balance and some of that thing that uh, some people kind of put on the back burner sometimes. That's called wellness. Right. Sometimes you got to talk about wellness, got to think about wellness, have a wellness plan. Uh, and so today we're going to talk to Cheryl Ivaniski, who's a branded wellness authority and thought leader in the field of diabetes. And I uh, want to welcome her to the show. Dr. Cheryl, welcome. Thank you, Ryan. So I know you have a specific kind of uh, niche that you work through in, in certain areas of wellness, but I just wanted to remind the audience at the beginning of the show that as much as this show is going to center around kind of what you do with wellness, I just want everybody to think about how important wellness is uh, for everyone. And they should just take a step back and think about that, right? No, absolutely. Because, you know, Ryan, it's a go, 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 do, do, do kind of world and Often in my talks when I'm asking the audience, so who sat down and had a great breakfast for breakfast this morning, I might get uh, maybe 10% hand raises. And then when I said, so who grabbed something on the run or who skipped breakfast, more and more hands go up. Yeah. So in our busy, busy days, you know, it's uh, on the run. Sometimes convenience takes over healthy choices. Yeah, I, I started this with my daughter. She's six. She started first grade this year. And so the first year of kindergarten for my wife and I was a big change to our our schedule and making sure that we're at the right place for drop off and pick up and all that fun stuff. We learned that after school care is terrible. We're not doing that anymore. But what I did learn was that I learned I had to shift my schedule slightly and just bite the bullet and get up earlier in the morning. So that way I could make sure that I made some eggs and some toast and we had some fruit and we kind of had, you know, some, some type of a balanced breakfast that wasn't uh grab a Jimmy Dean sausage bowl, frozen egg thing out of the freezer and slap it in the microwave and those kind of things. So I, I definitely hear what you say. And you know, it's just so easy to do that. Like I said, the convenience and the drive throughs and, I think there's Dunkin' Donuts and so many things like that. And then, you know, when you, we go through these things day in and day out, like you said, it's about taking that extra time and looking at what's really fueling you, mind, body, and soul. So, like, and how is it fueling you? So, kudos to you. And because water. Oh, my gosh. Hydration, <laughs> hydration, hydration. Yeah. We were and, you know, speaking yeah. of which, Ryan, um, and that's one of the uh, – you know, core presentations I talk about is hydration. And the thing is, those of us who drink fluids, including waters, and we can be drinking quite a bit of them. Like, you know, we can be drinking two liters a day. But, you know, it doesn't mean our cells are absorbing it. Mm. Yeah, I, I can I can touch on that, too. Um, and maybe maybe you will agree or disagree with me. Uh, I have this thing against reverse osmosis water, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel that... 
RO water is striping all of the minerals and everything out of it. And you're not really getting the important essential components of water. And so here at our studio, I, I'm the, I'm the resident tech guy for everything. And I'm like, we're going to put in a filter and we're going to make ice with it. And we're going to do this. And we're going to buy water bottles for the whole company instead of having bottled water. And right. And I said to myself, well, some people are a little different than others. So we bought two filters. One is an RO filter. The one is a regular filtered water. And I've literally tried to make it my mission over the last couple of months since we installed it to sway the people that are like, oh, the RO water is the best. I'm like, no, it's not. Here's research. I can give you stuff I found online and all that. But yeah, uh, living in Phoenix and in the desert, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of hydration and quality hydration at that. Yes. And, you know, I can't agree with you more. And uh, for years, you know, uh, looking at the types of water, because there's distilled, mm-hmm. well, there's tap water, right? Chemically induced tap right. water. <laughs> exactly. And then there's your distilled water. There's your reverse osmosis, which you're talking about. And interestingly enough, yes, because you talked about it uh, leaching the minerals out of the water itself. But just to take that a step further, Ryan, it also in your system leaches out the minerals and nutrients in your body as well like it attracts that so it, it pulls some of those out as well so um you know that there's water, the water that water's in there looking for substance <laughs> it is it is and then there's the brita filters and these filters but the the highest quality of water is alkalized water and i'm sure that you've probably heard about that i and so, i have i have one of the machines at my house um, oh, and part of the reason why I have it, it's actually twofold. I have a, uh, my wife and I have a saltwater fish tank and, um, you have to top off saltwater fish tank with RO water. It has to be void of nutrients. So I have an RO filter, but it's just for the saltwater, for the saltwater tank. But then I run that RO water through the Keegan or whatever device thing that we have that makes yeah. it alkaline, yeah. uh, because I need to make sure that the, the water is a specific pH level for, uh, for the fish and for the coral. And it, it's easier for me to just run the water through the machine than it is for me to add chemicals to the water to make the pH change, which is not natural. So, I, I totally feel you on that. So I, I have the filtered water. I run it through the key, and I, I'll, 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 I'll on my way to work and down me a nine uh, pH on the way on the way to work. Well, Ryan, you're on it because <laughs> alkalization, as you know, the higher the number, the more alkalized. And when our bodies are constantly fighting like environmental factors, whether it's pesticides, whether it's you know the air that we're breathing, whether it's the chemicals from cosmetics or soaps or laundry detergent oh. or even Teflon from carpets or whatever it is, fumes in the city, um, our bodies are always you know going into an acid state. And as you probably know, the more acidity the more health challenges. What, what is what is the regular acidity level of your body supposed to be? Is it like an eight or a 7.5 on the pH scale? I can never remember what you're, what it's supposed to be. Well, you know, it's between basically six, 7.5, and that's for the, the, the fluid in your body tissues. Because some people confuse that with stomach acid, right? So I just want to say that that's for yeah. your body tissue fluids. I used my- So yeah, you're right in the ballpark. <laughs> I used, yeah, you're right in the ballpark. I used my pH meter for the fish tank to test the, um, uh, uh, some Coca-Cola to see how acidic oh. Coca-Cola was. It was 4.5. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, this can't be good for and, you. <laughs> you know, we use, actually, we actually use the same demonstrations and we take maybe six or seven cups and then we put different things in those cups and actually put in the testers for the pH. So, but you're absolutely right. Uh, Coca-Cola is definitely on the acidic side. So many things are. 
And I guess that's where when we're talking about health and wellness, one of the things that is critical because our bodies are 70 plus percent water is to really get that really great alkaline base. And you actually hit the nail on the head because one of the best ways to do that is with the um, industrial and home uh, systems of which you've mentioned. Yeah, I think mine was purely economic. I did the math on how much it costs to go get a five gallon jug of water at the water store and get it to be alkaline and then buy the water from them versus filtering it and doing it myself. And then I figured out that if I just buy the machine, it'll pay for itself in like eight months. And so I figured, all right, well, we'll just go do that. So that's what my wife and I did. You know, I want to I want to back up just a little bit, uh, and I think I think an important thing for our listeners to understand is, you know, who is Dr. Cheryl? Uh, what, where did you find your frequency? Like, what what made you go? Aha! I, I have to follow this path of wellness and and help people with diabetes and holistic living and those types of things. Where did that all stem from? That is a great question, and you know, I come from a family of organic farmers which is really great and very physical people. So I was always involved in fitness and in eating well. And um, so back in the day, you know, my parents were like, you're going to school and you're getting a trade. And uh, I always really enjoyed uh, dentistry. And I actually was originally traditionally trained as a dental hygienist. And, nice. and that, that was great because it was still preventive. Um, but I had a very romantic idea about our healthcare systems and I was like shocked that uh, prevention uh, wasn't the prevention, the distinguished idea of prevention that I had. (laughs) Um, And with that, um, that was really great. So I've got the traditional background, but you know, I was born into a family um, to just get back to diabetes, um, generations of family members with diabetes. And uh, my grandmother, since the time I'm born, had type 2 diabetes. And it wasn't a grandmother or grandparents I saw it once a year. I mean, they lived a couple houses down. And they were an integral part of everyday life. So I, I got to see um, the struggles that she had in her life. And after watching, you know, 35, 40 years of that, um, I, I, I just kind of, said, wow, but one day when I realized they're saving teeth, which is vitally important, um, there's also the near life. And for me, one day I was giving a a talk at the Metro Convention Center to a group of a couple hundred doctors, and I got through my talk and was going back to my my booth, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, it's like the ceiling was falling and the floor was coming up like you would see in an earthquake, and all I remember was dark, rich, velvet black when I was falling to the floor and there was nothing I could do to stop it and the next thing I know I'm I'm, I'm in the hospital and uh, when I awaken um, they tell me I have type 1 diabetes and that's how I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Oh, what a horrible way to get that figured out. Well, very, very and luckily because there was not just diabetes going on, there were other health challenges as well and so for for me it was like okay, so I'm, I, I really thought I understood what diabetes meant and felt like being so close to my grandmother. And at the time I was diagnosed, um, diabetes was costing her her life. And she had type 2 diabetes and I had type 1 diabetes. And when I realized the grim prognosis that I was given and watched not just my grandmother but many family friends uh, go through the struggles, um, I said, thank you very much for your information and I am grateful. Uh, for traditional medicine with having insulin to keep me alive and there's a whole world of prevention here that no one is even addressing and 
I'm taking that route and I'll go figure it out. And then I actually went back to school in Arizona, your state, nice. <laughs> and uh, a couple of other places, a couple of other universities to get cross sections of the whole understanding of holistic. And that's when I got my doctorate and I became passionate about diabetes. There's no prevention uh, 25 years ago, and it's still um, not really there today. So that's my mission, a, a movement for prevention. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So many times people get, uh, you know, diagnosed with diabetes. I was reading something about diabetes and, um, and, and, and heart problems being like the number one killer of Americans in the United States. And it's been that way for the last 25 years. Yes. It's, it's the number one complication. Well, it's the number one cause of death in general yeah. anyways, heart disease, but having diabetes it's the the leading cause of heart disease for people with, with diabetes it's yeah. amongst other things but isn't that sad isn't that scary? how are those two items correlated with each other the diabetes and the heart disease because that's something i've always never quite understood how you know one uh leads to the other or vice versa that's a really good question and i'm going to just really simplify it so that people understand it i think that so many people are given the medical definitions of things from their primary health care providers. And that's great, but it doesn't give people any power to, to be with things. And I don't know that people understand exactly what's happening. So I'm happy to explain that. Um, absolutely. So what happens and what diabetes is? Do you mind if I just talk about that for a minute? Yeah, please do. Okay, so diabetes you can have all these medical terms and this metabolic rate and this and that. Simply put, you know, diabetes is the inability of our body to effectively produce or transport and use insulin. It's that simple. And insulin's made in the pancreas and it's a hormone. And what that hormone is designed to do is when we eat and uh, the food that we eat breaks down into the sugars and glucose, in order to keep that sugar from going sky high, insulin is there to balance it out. So the role of insulin is to balance out sugars from raising so high. And when our bodies and our pancreas works normally, that's not an issue. But with diabetes and prediabetes, what happens is that pancreas is overproducing, it's working really hard to produce insulin. And it's not because it's actually not producing enough, it's because the signal in the brain doesn't get that it's producing enough. It's producing enough. The issue is the receptor cells that receive it are clogged. Imagine your six-year-old, Brian, <laughs> taking a piece of gum and putting it in a lock in, your, in, in a door in your house. And then you try to put the key in, but the key can't go all the way in because there's gum in there, right? Yeah. So you can't reach the end point to turn the key because it's clogged. You know, there's a barrier stopping you from getting your key in the door. So what happens is, is there's uh, a disconnect. So with insulin being produced and actually even overproduced, what, what the issue is, is the receptor cells aren't able to receive it and transport it effectively. So that's what type 2 diabetes is. Very simply put, your body has, doesn't have the ability uh, to not create traffic jams in your body. Well, and then and then there's the other side, which is type one, and those those folks have to like inject insulin, right? 
Right. Like I'm one of those people that has type 1 diabetes and in order for me to stay alive, yeah. I have a, a device, a medical device that keeps me alive that I need to wear 24-7. I used to take nine injections a day for 20 years. Um, and then and then I discovered that, uh, uh, that the pump was probably a, a good methodology to try. Yeah, and that, um, the 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 diabetes that you have is so close to me. I had a friend of mine four years ago. He um, was a rigger for uh, for the Super Bowl. Like so, they traveled around. And he hung all the speakers and all that stuff oh, from okay. the yep. you know the different. I think he was working on the NFL experience where the kids come and they hang all the fun stuff. And um, he had an incident where his blood sugar completely crashed as he was moving from one secured beam to another so that's when you unhook your security and move it to the next one so that way you can move that's the only time that you're not connected to the grid and his sugar crashed at the time he was moving the other one blacked out and fell and passed away right there at the super bowl and so um man i wish he would have had one of those uh one of those devices (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that, and I see that you are close to that. Um, mm-hmm. So type 1 diabetes is where our pancreas has gone bankrupt. It produces no insulin. It's not based on, on lifestyle. It's an autoimmune where mm-hmm. the beta cells in the pancreas, you know, attack themselves. And so they wipe out. It's that simple. So um, thank goodness, uh, like your friend and I, there are not so many. There's like maybe 5, 7, max 10% of people with type 1 diabetes that require this to stay alive. And the majority of diabetes is type two, but getting back to what is a connection with heart disease. When you can imagine, Ryan, imagine you beside me on a treadmill and imagine me right beside you on a treadmill and your sugars are normal because you don't have diabetes, correct? Correct. Okay, so I have diabetes. So when you eat, your blood sugar is able to stay in the normal range. So let's say, you know, you're, you're perfect. Now, the normal range in Canada and the U.S., there's different measuring systems, right? But say you're in the normal range. And so for me, my blood sugars would go automatically higher. Now, if, we're on a, if, if we are on a treadmill and we're standing side by side and we've both just eaten, you being on a treadmill that is like, uh, like a general walk, like level one, it would be like me on at least like a level four to six. So the effort and energy it takes my body because my sugars are so high that it takes me that much more energy and effort to try to do what you're doing. Ah, that totally, I like, I like that analogy that, that really clearly visualizes it for, for people. So imagine, and I'll just put this out there, and this is a fact, I'm all about adding five to 15 years to people's life and quality to their days. and. Uh, when it comes to heart disease and when it comes to diabetes, the uh, people with diabetes actually lose five to 15 years to their life compared to anyone else because of the rate of the high blood sugars and what they do. So what happens when blood sugars go high is they cause, cause so many issues, including cell death. And what happens with heart attacks and arterial sclerosis and things like that is that they put a lot more stress on the heart to work harder and they also form plaque inside arteries because blood high blood pressure and high cholesterol are very closely related to diabetes and that 
creates a whole host of issues. So, you know, imagine your body, let's say you're, you know, 40 years old, and let's say I'm 40 years old, but the rate of acceleration of aging for me is going to be a minimum of at least 5 to 15 years more than you based on how well I manage my blood sugar levels. Wow, that's sad to to know that statistics about folks with diabetes and um, which leads me to my next question though. Um, you know, we want to keep people with that extra 5 and 15 years. So as a as a holistic health authority, um, what what types of uh, wellness plans or treatments do you uh, help people to go through so they can gain back that you know fifteen years? Well, you know, great question, and it's a it's not a one answer question. But what I can tell you is, looking at at lifestyle, and traditionally we'll hear, you know what move more and yes that's important lose some weight yes and that's important and it's really great to tell people these are important things to do but as you probably are aware most people don't have power with it stress that is our number one killer today is stress and if we're able to manage stress and you can look at stress in a couple of different ways stress everyday stresses mind stress work stress, family stress, financial stress, but when I what I'm talking about goes beyond that. I'm talking about the stress to your heart muscles. I'm talking about the stress in your arteries. I'm talking about when sugars are high, what happens is they scar tissue to the heart. They scar tissue to the back of your eyes and your kidneys. So what I look at is what are some of the preventive things that we can do? If we can keep the internal stress low, and if we can work on external stresses as well, then we gain the power. So one of the key things you said earlier was alkalizing. That is huge. I don't know of any traditional practitioner that talks about alkalizing, do you? No, not traditional. No, definitely not. Uh, all, all of my knowledge came from, you know, folks like you who talk about holistic health and, and some of those different things. And of course, at the Voice America Talk Radio Network, we have an entire health and wellness, you know, network. You and I were talking about Dr. John Gray. I used to run his radio shows like 10 years ago when uh, he was doing radio shows. And I, I learned I learned so many different things by running radio shows on the health and wellness channel and listening to folks like you tell their, you know, yeah. their mantras and their stories of why and and I've just kind of tried for a long time to just you know be as healthy as I can with the, you yeah. know, like I don't, I don't have time to go exercise I work like 80 hours a week it seems like so you know to, to go make time for the gym and all that well my time at the gym is when I'm here at the studio and I'm running around doing circles and 20,000 things during the day that that is my exercise and I'll tell you something exercise for people and you know that's why I don't like to call things exercise I like to call the movement because you know, Ryan, there are simple things. Can I give you one example? Yeah, please do. Okay, so there's rollers. You've probably seen them. There's foam rollers um, that, that you can get, and then there's little round balls that you can get. And I, I when I'm at my desk, you know, for any period of time, I'm using rollers under my feet for circulation and those little balls. I don't have to get up. I don't have to do stress exercise, although I always like to get out hiking and get fresh air in nature, but I'm always using things like this at my desk for my feet at all times. And it's amazing what circulation occurs from doing simple things like that. And when I speak holistic, um, just so everyone understands, and I, I'm really looking forward to you know, any feedback that you hear from our great audience members, because holistic 
is really the combination of the best of traditional medicine and naturopathic medicine and looking at the body as a whole yeah. and how it operates with body, mind, and spirit. So it's not discounting anything, it's, ex it's extracting the best of all. So in holistic medicine, I look at look what's, what's our stress like, like I said, external and internal, and what are the things we can do? Alkalizing is one of them, absolutely. Being mindful, you said that you wake up early in the morning to cook a great breakfast for your family. That's huge. So well, cook a, eating, a great breakfast for those family who will come down and wake up with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how early is that, Ryan? <laughs> it's, 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 it's at five. I start cooking at five thirty. Wow, that's early. But beautiful sunrises we, in Arizona. Yeah, but we, have to, we have to leave to go to school. Like I have to leave. My daughter and I have to be in the car at seven o'clock on the way to drop her off. So if she gets up at you know five thirty or something like that, she's got an hour and a half to eat and get dressed and that before we got to go to school. I feel like that's appropriate timing. Well, there you go. But you know half. things like that. You're 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 making breakfast. You're making things at home. You can control the amount of fats. That, you, that are in things you can you can look at things that might have a carbohydrate count that might be friendlier than a larger carbohydrate count you can make choices and enjoy it with your family so being mindful and having that that power hour um, in your day and if you don't have all that time in the morning being mindful of how you're fueling your body not just at breakfast but throughout the day so you might be one of these people right and I actually pack grab bags of food <laughs> and I have like little pack little packages where I have some vegetables and I have some of my you know nice rice crackers that I like and so I have different things <laughs> that I funny. have packed with me all the time do you too yeah I, so I didn't bring my backpack today but usually I have my bag um, I usually bring you're gonna laugh so I bring a one frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwich right and yeah. a, a bag of almonds uh, and then I have, um, I, there's this company that makes their nature something or other. It's like a trail mix, but it's all made out of nuts and seeds and it's got raisins in it. And so I try, yep. to, I try to eat those too. And then um, I actually don't eat lunch. Um, I, I eat breakfast in the morning and then I have like the almonds as a snack at like 10 and then I'll have the sandwich at like noon and then I'll have another something at like two or three in the afternoon. And then, you know, like right now it's three o'clock in the afternoon when I get done wrapped up here, then I'll go home and um, I'll go make a dinner which is cool now one thing that you've just talked about which now I don't need to but I totally support to keep the metabolism and to keep blood sugars balanced um, there's different thoughts on this sometimes three times eating three times a day but I believe in eating smaller meals and grazing throughout yeah. the day to keep things stable and I've experienced it you know myself and and so for me I'm like you I like to pack the nuts I like to have the trail mix but I do a lot of things that are made at home because then I, again, I have control over what goes in it. I'm um, looking at the holistic approach. There are like 54 modalities that I've either studied or participated in. So when it comes to stress management and things like essential oil therapy, when it comes to things like homeopathy, when it comes to things like meditation and stress management, when it comes to things like vitamin and mineral supplements, I mean, one of the biggest issues that we have that's an epidemic is vitamin D deficiency. Isn't that alarming? Yeah, do you suggest people should take a vitamin D supplement or go outside more often? And I'm asking this question just because I had this happen to me personally. I I mean, if you can, you you and I are on video, you can tell I go outside a lot. I have like almost a pretty nice tan, right? And yeah. I go to the doctor for my Wells, well man's exam, like, I don't know, it was in February of this year. And my doctor says, Ryan, you're vitamin D deficient. And I'm like, 
I literally drink whole milk when I have breakfast in the morning, right? Uh, it's the only time that I'll literally eat dairy is just the whole milk and eggs in the morning. And I go outside right. all the time. My I coach my soccer, my daughter's soccer team, so I'm outside doing that at least four hours a week. Um, and I was really surprised on why I was vitamin D deficient with as much time that I spent. So now I'll let you uh, come come back in and help us answer that. Sure, great. And you're just, you know, I know that the, the listeners know and the audience knows that you're in Arizona, a sunshine state. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, they talk about getting the regular dose of 20 to 30 minutes outside, and uh, I, I totally support that. However, I don't know that that is enough. And do I believe in supplementation? We're looking at an epidemic with vitamin D deficiency here, which is needed for so many functions in the body, so many functions wow. in the body. And I'll tell you, it plays an active role. I'm, get, in, I'm getting a um, glass roof. That's it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and insulin resistance. So when we don't have the required um, micronutrients, and when we don't have the required, like the vitamin D, and I'll give a couple of gifts to your audience in, in speaking. Can I do that? Would yeah, that be okay? Sure. So vitamin D is a must. And there's also accelerators that help the vitamin D be absorbed. That's another conversation. But when we're looking, especially with type 2 diabetes, which is 90 to 95% of the diabetic population, we're looking at chromium. And we're looking at magnesium. And we're looking at selenium. And now these are trace minerals. And the reason that we're not getting the, enough of them is because our soils and our agriculture were so deficient with all the things that we've done with all our chemicals and the way things have changed over the years. So supplementation is something that when we're deficient in it and it's required for these necessary functions that cost us this many complications, for me it's a no-brainer. Right. You know, that's what works. Now do I say go overkill? I say get what you need and there's a there's a foundation of what of, of what we need yeah and is that so, is that kind of like the adage of um, you know uh, a, a little bit of everything but in uh, uh, yeah I, I just totally missed the word I had it in my head and now I totally missed it um, moderation yeah, yeah a little bit of everything in moderation thank you yeah and you know that goes back I don't know about you but very close with my parents and their whole thing and my grandparents and their whole thing has always been moderation um, my family's you know? potato farmers from Idaho for a hundred years so oh <laughs> that's great Idaho who went a, a north boy who went south uh, south southeastern Idaho like Idaho Falls yeah. area oh how nice how nice but I guess you don't miss the winters no, that's why my grandmother lives there. So now I just get to go there for the 4th of July, go spend about 10 days and enjoy the nice summer and then come home and cook until <laughs> until October. So you don't go back in, in December? No, no. Because it can be very pretty, you know. Yeah, you just I, don't want to go for longer than a week. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've just lived in Phoenix for so long. The idea of 12-foot uh, snow drifts and having to navigate all that just doesn't sound like my type of fun. No, I, I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> So yeah, so these are some of the, the wonderful micronutrients that can help people with diabetes. So when we're looking at a holistic approach, you know, it's not one thing. It's really about circulation and there's so many easy things that we can do with circulation for ourselves. Particular movements that we can, we can do for two or three minutes of our day, two to three times a day. And I have a, a three, 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 three rule, a four times three. So for three minutes, four times a day. I am actually massaging areas so that I'm keeping my circulation and my lymph going. 
Uh, one thing uh, with all of our health and wellness, no matter who we are and, and uh, what challenges we may want to prevent, I think looking at moving the, the lymph in our system is important. And our lymphatic system is our garbage collection system. So to keep it moving you know, smoothly and efficiently, mm -hmm. we want to massage where most of our glands are so that we can help promote the uh, movability in our system and the detoxification in our system. So there's so many wonderful things uh, and, and, and practices that we can incorporate. There are things like mind mind-body therapy with, uh, and you may know this, and if you don't, it's really wonderful. It's, um, I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Bradley Nielsen and the emotion code and body code work, but that's amazing work. There's, there's so, there's over like, you know, 67 modalities, and uh, I got my doctorate in holistic medicine and traditional Chinese, Chinese medicine because I found acupuncture was so effective, effective with pain management, effective with helping reduce, uh, increase circulation, helping with uh, inflammation, internal and exter external. And I could not not um, start practicing that in practice and what difference patients found. So, That's you know, awesome. there's uh, this is a nice introduction to it. And uh, I yeah, welcome any other questions. Yeah, I was going to say, where do uh, we're, we're, we're getting to the end of the interview here. And I want to make sure that uh, we have time for you to let the audience know where they can find out more about you, uh, look up some of the different things that you're doing. And then, of course, uh, read some of the books that you've been a part of. Oh, thank you. Well, people can find me at CherylIvaniski.com. Actually, oh yeah, you can see it here, but people won't see it, right? Because this is audio. Yeah. But um, they can also find me at uh, holisticdiabetessolutions.com. I have a really great summit coming up in the new year, having 14 speakers that are amazing experts in the area of preventive diabetes, and that'll be great. And they can also find me at the diabeteswellnesscenter.com, and that's a center um, spelled C-E-N-T-R-E. And you know, we have uh, right now we're uploading online programs because so many people are writing in and asking, you know, if we don't come to a live event, can we get this online and how do we do this? When can we start? So we have group coaching programs. We have many of them that we're onboarding in November. And we also have accreditation and certification programs for health professionals. My background is in training doctors and licensed health professionals in the dentistry days. And so I've now created the whole Academy of Holistic Diabetes Education for all licensed healthcare professionals, traditional and, and holistic and energy healers so that people can add this and expand their practices because people are looking for solutions and we want to help our first line defense people offer more and have a niche market in their practices as well. Oh, that's awesome. I, I really love hearing that because uh, we, we have uh, people who do like Reiki and some of this other energy work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like when I, you know, when I talk to somebody who kind of deals with one specific area that they're not as educated on the holistic component, they kind of, you know, need a little bit of assistance in being able to understand how maybe, you know, Reiki and acupuncture can work together or, you know, some of those types of things. So that's, that's kudos to you that you're doing that. And uh, what's what's next? Where do you see yourself at in five, ten years from now with this stuff? Where I see myself in five to ten years is serving more and more people. You know, I'm just like everyone else. I'm one of those people who, you know, was born into generations of people with diabetes, both type 1 and type 2, before me with grandparents and, and, and following me with nieces. And it's not okay that 
the complications are rising so much. You know, it's a fifth leading cause of death, and I think there's 400 and I, I think this 4,000, uh, maybe 4,700 people a day that are mm -hmm. diagnosed with diabetes. And I think one person every 10 seconds dies because of it. And there's nothing in sight. And that's not okay. Losing our quality of life is not okay. When we know that this is the disease or the condition that we have the most control over. The thing is, is the traditional model of medicine hasn't been working for many years. And the good news is, is now we can start to look at the best of tradition and prevention and put these programs together. And there's no one really out there doing much of that. And that wasn't okay for me. I had to go and figure it all out <laughs> and yeah. be in research studies. And I just want to be able to share that. So where do I see myself? I see myself with programs around the world in at least 130 countries and many languages so people can get this themselves and they can start to understand what taking 100% um, responsibility is because every day it's up to us. And I'd like to be that person who can contribute more days and years to their life because they deserve it. Oh, there you have it. Dr. Cheryl Ivaneski right here on Finding Your Frequency. Uh, we really appreciate it. Make sure you guys take some time to find her online. And of course, uh, this this show is available on all the, the podcasting locations, Apple, iTunes, and Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of those fun places. And we appreciate you guys all listening to the show. Give Dr. Cheryl a jingle so you can find out more how you can lift your holistic frequency. And stay tuned for more right here for on Finding Your Frequency on voiceamerica.com.